Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Did You Have To, the podcast where we talk about the live action adaptations of your favorite animations. And if you didn't know, we do a lot of anime stuff. Yep. So we are going to be having another anime episode because I was covering RTX all weekend and did not have time. Uh, and we're going to be covering Shonen. Yes. Super excited about that. Um, and for, for your first time listeners, I'm Misha. And oh, that's yeah. Kate. <laughs> you know our names. I'm Kate. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe they, maybe it's just like a whole bunch of loyal listeners at this point, which would be great. And we appreciate y'all. So, yeah. Let's get into it. So, what is Shonen? And... I had to look this up because I don't think I ever like knew the definition of it, like official definition. I just kind of knew the gist of it. So shonen as defined by Wikipedia is manga slash anime aimed at a young teen, teen male target demographic. The age group varies with individual readers and different magazines, but it is primarily intended for boys between the ages of 12 to 18. So for y'all who are not aware of like what shonen is, that is what it is defined as. Um, and then if you're interested to know what the, what makes an anime a shonen, it literally, so shonen, it translated, it literally means few years. Um, so that's referring again to young boys under the age of 15. Um, and so the shonen anime and manga are aimed at that demographic and the main characters are typically young male heroes and they focus on action, adventure, and fighting. And one of the largest pieces of shonen and specifically Japanese animation, Japanese storytelling, which puts it different than how we tell Western stories of coming of age, mm -hmm. a lot of the protagonists in shonen are already powerful. Mm -hmm. It's about them honing in that power and discovering how to become essentially one with it, how to use it, learning responsibility. Um, and a lot of that particularly has to go to um, – so you know how in the U.S., like, if somebody has natural talent, we just praise them so much for having that natural talent? Yeah. In Japan, a lot of the way that their cultural um, – sporting attitudes and this translate into what you try to teach young boys is it does not matter how talented you are it is about how you work within a team and mm. it is how you put work into that talent and that is one of the takeaways from this genre uh specifically for that age group gotcha thank you for explaining that because i was kind of like i think that's i think we've talked about it before on the show about like how shonen characters are like what was it? Bleach. When we reviewed Bleach, the live action adaptation, just like talking about how Ichigo is already this super powerful mm -hmm. and he has this awakening of his power. And then like the whole point of the anime is also like Ichigo honing in and training to control that power. So I don't yep. think I ever made that connection. Like when yeah. I surface. So the only reason I made it as was my, uh, my anthropology advisor in grad school uh, study Japan. His wife was Japanese, and they lived in Japan for uh, every other year. Oh, they lived cool. in Japan, um, and his, you know, his, his he studied Japan as a culture, and that was one of the things when um, we did a we did an ethics class, and we were talking about like how the West details certain things as being good in certain mm -hmm. realms and the idea of being a natural came up and mm. he brought up how oh yeah being a natural means nothing in japan like can it get you somewhere yeah but if you don't actually put in the work and go towards uh teamwork and working harder you're not going to actually progress and a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh japanese society is built around communal um communal caregiving for the most part Mm -hmm. So they focus as a community and it, it like their societal structure and cultural structures are more community based versus the U.S. where we're mm -hmm. very individualistic. Like if a young kid gets on a train in the U.S., they're probably not going to be guided where they need to go. They're probably just going to be left alone versus a young kid getting on a train in Japan <clears throat> will probably be taken where they need to go and guided for and cared for by the adults on that train. Um, mm. he, he said that specifically because he used to let his daughter ride a train to her grandmother's house when she was like 11 or 12 because oh, wow. 
there is such a trusted society. That doesn't mean that bad people don't exist. It just means that it is geared towards communal caregiving versus in, in individualistic attitudes, um, which is why a lot of shonen and even shoujo and actually the majority of all of the genres, so slice of life, seinen, even they, they all revolve around a core group. Like there yeah. are very few anime or manga that's just one central protagonist without a team around them. And I think that has, I think that has to do with the way Japanese societal structure is versus, and it's one of the reasons that, that we've talked about in our live actions. Like mm-hmm. you can't take. Uh, an anime or a manga or a Japanese storytelling and convert it to Western storytelling, specific, uh, specifically uh, North American storytelling, because we don't have we have we value different concepts and our stories mm. are about the underdog getting powerful. They're not about somebody powerful learning how to use and take care of their power. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point because, like, I guess that like there's so many examples with that because it's not like Dragon Ball, we only have Goku. Like, we're introduced to all these other characters that add to his development, add to his training. It pushes him to continually want to be the best fighter, to train. And, like, yeah, he has a supernatural strength already in powers, but the entire series is about his journey to become the strongest. And, like, that could be for anything. My Hero Academia, Deku. He doesn't have powers. He's given a power. He's learning to control that power. Um... Again, like even like you like you said, that's kind of like an all anime. Like I think yeah. in the core concept where I can't think of an anime where there's just solely one character mm-hmm. at all. Like there's always like you said, there's always a core, there's always a team. So I think that's really interesting that it's connected to that it can be connected to like their society. Yeah. But it, it goes it's just further proof that if North America was to were to make one of these live adaptations, like exactly like it is the reason they suck yes (laughs) and it it, it makes so much sense why it sucks because it's gonna be lost on people if they see like a 10 year old on a train by themselves and like they're not gonna they're just like so much stuff that it makes sense it proves our point that there's very far and few between good live action adaptations especially if they're northern productions yeah because i think because I think like other, and then one of the other hallmarks, <laughs> and probably my favorite hallmarks of shonen is the show, the idea of the shonen rival. Um, that's probably my favorite shonen trope, ultimately, or trope mm-hmm. or I guess character category. So you usually have the fan servicey girl, you have the love interest, you have the strong silent type, you have the auxiliary antagonist, and then you have the shonen rival. Yeah, and the shonen rival for the most part, um, it's why I love Bakugo and why I hate when people are like Bakugo is mm. trash. I'm like, no, Bakugo is just every single shonen rival you have ever seen because that's that's his character type. He is what he's made to be. Um, he and is. that, like, I guess, like, uh, if you haven't watched My Hero Academia or Boku no Hero Academia, whatever, um. He is essentially Vegeta in that they usually start as hardline antagonists to our protagonists. They're usually fighting with them, uh, mm-hmm. attempting to kill them, hurting them. And then over the course of a few seasons, um, a, a season to a few seasons, you usually learn more of their background and you see them translate uh, transfer or change from antagonist to anti-hero into most cases solid hero um, mm-hmm. but they're always in direct competition with our main shonen pro- protagonist so naruto and sasuke bakugo and deku um, i guess kachan and deku uh vegeta and goku um yeah i guess renji and yeah, Renji and Ichigo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's there's so many. Like one could be Hihei and um, uh, God, God, Yusuke from yes. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, like there's and and also I think it's interesting that like it's not always there can be multiple rivals. I think I think well, yeah. one thing the shonen rival is one of my favorite tropes because I especially love it when it's like it, they can be a true rival and then just seeing the character growth is yeah. awesome because again hold baby bakugo accountable but i do always <laughs> remind myself he is a baby he's a teenager he has a lot of feelings and he was never allowed to voice those feelings until like 
maybe two seasons in. Um, and so, all he wanted was for All Might to watch after him. Yeah, he wanted to be he acknowledged. That same love. He wanted to be All Might. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's like it's it's, it's at the core of it. His whole issue was the jealousy and then just like feeling like I've yeah. worked hard, I've earned this. So this goes back to the whole he Bakugo was born with this awesome quirk that all, that he was praised for instantly by everyone around him. And everyone always like, oh, you're gonna be the n- next number one hero. You're the next like future hero of the generation. But then it's like when you see Deku, the the kid that didn't have a quirk, the kid that yeah. was weak and that he bullied, suddenly become like competition. And then suddenly seeing how all might truly became a father figure for him he has a right to like he's gonna feel jealous he's like they're all teenagers these are children and i even think beyond that too like a lot of the other stuff that also goes into this is like when you have most of the time when you have a shonen rival so if you take like renji and ichigo for example like they've worked Mm -hmm. hard to get where they are they have put in the work they have put in the dedication they have trained they have tried and they are powerful Mm-hmm. But they are not as powerful as the shonen protagonist. And so yes. that that causes a wedge. And you know what? I think that's one of the reasons why I have identified as Bakugo. Because it's like, <clears throat> yeah, when you've trained your entire life to do something and then all of a sudden somebody yep. busts in and it's like nothing, then yeah. like, I'm going to be a little mad. I'm going to be a bit a little not. I'm, I'm not justifying Bakugo's actions. I'm just saying overall, that is one of the things that propels rivalry in Shonen. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. You see it with Sasuke and Naruto, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. Because, okay, so I've been watching One Piece. I'm, I swear I'm going to make it through and finish and get all the way caught up before this thing ends. Because who knows? It might go on until I'm 40. Um, but my point is, I've been watching it. And then there's the line with one of the characters and they basically they have that discussion about rivalries um and it's dealing with i can't remember all the names because i'm in like a 70 episodes in but my point is w- one of the characters Zoro. it's Zoro. it's showing a, fa- a flashback of Zoro. if y'all know who Zoro is he has green hair and he's the swordsman of the group it's a flashback of him and like him like developing his style and like his rivalry and where that all came from he had a rivalry with the daughter of the dojo master and she was always better than him and it was like the concept that the teacher explained is like we've seen that zero has gotten better and that he can beat anyone else here except for my daughter and it's like because as he's gotten better she too has gotten better and like i think that's the perfect example it's like just because you were like the rival's goal sure is to like surpass one another but the i think it's admirable and like inspiring to see that they continue to work hard like they don't just give up yeah and and that's one of the things that you see once the rivals come together and Mm -hmm. form like a solid team is the reason you need and it happens in real life like i don't i mean i might just be a competitive dick but like whenever i work like i always compare myself to the person next to me but i don't do it because i want to be better than Mm -hmm. them necessarily i do it because i want to push myself because i like i look for competition i like competition i want to make sure that i'm never stagnant Mm -hmm. like i want to make sure that i'm constantly growing and i think that one of the beautiful things that happen in shonen whereas like shoujo it's more about finding your power inside yourself and you've had it all along it's like it's like an opposite type thing Mm -hmm. like it's less about learning how to use your power and more about believing that you have it because a lot of the times the shonen know that they have it they're just stupid about it Mm -hmm. where protagonists and shoujo usually have to be talked up like if you take sailor moon which is iconic shoujo um she doesn't realize the power that she has even while everybody around her realizes the power that she has and it's a different it's an inverted thing but one of the beautiful storytelling things in shonen that i don't think you get much else uh, in in much else outside the genre um and outside of anime um and manga is just the ability to watch two people push each other to grow mm-hmm. and the stories of growth that happen are really beautiful to watch like for me watching the growth that happened between bakugo and um i actually don't remember uh midoriya <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I can never remember his real name uh, between Deku and Kachan. Like, ultimately, 
it it deepens the story. Yeah. And you actually care for them as they grow. And that happened in the last season. And so it's one of those things where I think the essence of competition when done badly and shown in is just competition. And when yeah. it's done well, it's pure growth. Yes. I totally agree with that. And I guess like a- another coincidence that we have in common. So one, I don't think you're a competitive dick because thank you. <laughs> I- I also have that trait so I've always looked at it as and I think it's explained through anime is why I'm I'm the way the way I am now is that it's not that I think I'm better than anyone it's that I want to be the best it's like and that's how I was yes yes are you catching (laughs) anything no (laughs) um (laughs) nope not catching nothing but I think that's how I look at myself throughout life, like through sports, through school, through like my career. I want to, I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but I do know I want to be the best. I want to be seen as the best. And it's as a way as me, it's a way for me to stay humble, but it's also as a way for me to be confident in my abilities. But also it's like when we were, I think we talked about this because we both like, we work out and we tweet about our workouts and stuff. So I think of it kind of like when I don't want to work out, I have to look at, I have to think, imagine like Vegeta working out or like an anime like montage of a character working <laughs> out. I'm like, and that gives me inspiration because it's the whole thing of like the the competition, pushing yourself. Like that's the things in Shonen that inspire me, like that have inspired me throughout my life. And like, yeah. I can take it and like apply it and just like, okay, if Vegeta can do like one fingered pushups and 500 Gs of gravity, I can surely go run three miles today. And yeah. and do these damn crunches, so I can earn these cheese fries. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of I'm just I just want to add to that. Like it's kind of like that's how that's what I really like about Shonen too. Just because yeah. it's awesome, like you said, the rivalry is awesome. But then it's also like about the character growth, and when it's done well, it just deepens the story. Yeah. I just wanted to like dub, like add on to what you said. It's just and that's what makes it so good and like. My Hero Academia is like a perfect example of like really well done shonen. So yeah, yeah I mean like there's countless others and we're gonna get yeah. I mean honestly like <laughs> this is and we're we can we can transition yeah we can transition into talking about those popular anime, but like for me man like I was kind of burnt out on shonen like for some reason I don't get tired yeah. of shoujo, but shonen I, I think it's this thing when not done well. Mm-hmm. It can suck real bad. I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it, we went through a stagnant phase. And maybe it's just because, you know, there's so much anime out there. Yeah. That it ta- One, there's so much anime. It takes time in, to invest into watching something. And yeah. it's kind of like, if it's not hitting you in like the first five episodes, don't yeah. watch it. It's it's, oh, yeah. it's just, it takes time. Like, there's a reason I haven't watched One Piece in like 10 years. Like I literally watched it when it was on Adult Swim, but I could not keep up. Oh, and I got to like, be, I watched it when it was on Four Kids. Oh yeah, it was on Four when Kids. When it was super edited and mm-hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> I hated it on Four Kids because I remember how Sanji's voice sounded, so I didn't watch it. Was it was real bad. It was real, bad. real bad. And now that, I've, now that I can watch it on Funimation and the English dub, I'm flying through and I love it. So, but it's it's one of those things where it takes time, especially when shonen have like there's shonen that the good shonen have a long catalog, and that it takes a long time to invest into it. So I I just think that's one of the things. It's like it's hard to find it good ones, so it's easy to be burnt out on what's out there already. But to segue from that into oh sorry i was gonna say yeah and for me finding my hero academia Mm -hmm. that was me falling back into shonen oh yes absolutely i agree i mean i've actually heard other people say like they were burnt out on the superhero genre like in general oh that's really cool and but like my hero academia helped like revive their interest in superheroes that's really cool and also Mm -hmm. like fun fact superheroes are pretty much a purely like u.s concept for the most part yeah um like when you look there like there's the 99 which is an arab 
uh, comic book. And this is growing now. Like, and this isn't just to say like we own the market on comic books or, but like when superheroes developed, this was mainly an American form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Comic books were an American form of storytelling in that they were serialized like superheroic actions. Um, like we're talking outside of Penny Dreadfuls and stuff like in pulpy things. Um, and it, it's very similar to the way that manga is a Japanese style. Like I was, when I was at RTX, there was a lot of talk about bringing things like Ruby and Genlock, which are Western animations that have seen, um, manga adaptations from Viz Media and pulling them into the world of Western comics. Like that's mm. kind of the dichotomy. And I, it's really cool hearing you say that because I feel like My Hero Academia is this beautiful blend of understanding both genres and exploiting the tropes where they need to and improving on them as well. Mm. Gotcha. No, I mean, I think that's awesome when you make that connection for sure. So take us into the shows. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I want to make sure I didn't freeze. Um, Yes. So, oh, for quick question, which I feel like I know the answer to this. Um, what was your first shonen? Just like everybody else, Dragon Ball Z. I figured. Guess what mine was? Dragon you Ball have, Z. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I no guess shopping. technically <laughs> Dragon Ball, but I didn't care. Like the first, like so. I think Dragon Ball may have been the first that I watched, but Dragon Ball Z was the first that I like. I watched. Mm, yes. I agree. Because I think I vaguely remember my uncles would babysit me because my mom and dad would work double shifts sometimes when I was younger. So my uncles would watch Dragon Ball. And it's just because I subconsciously remember the old episodes, but I've never watched it. I had not watched Dragon Ball the like the beginning from like all the way through until like I was probably in college. But I vaguely remember seeing it before that. So, but yeah, it's yeah. Dragon Ball. Like, mo- I think like 90% of us are first shown in were Dragon Ball. So people who always want to complain about Dragon Ball Z, it has its place. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Well, in Dragon, we did on um, my other podcast, but why do we, we talked about it? Like the shonen, the shonen genre mm-hmm. doesn't really get established with the tropes that we know and love until Dragon Ball Z. Like they're like- Interesting. Hint- at it that come along before but so far as like what people in the u.s see as and it, it essentially becomes the template mm. uh, it becomes the template for for shonen and it and and then after that years after naruto becomes the the tr- the the template yeah um and I think that that's something that you can kind of see shonen growing in on itself because you mm-hmm. dragon balls and then Naruto was really, really reminiscent of Dragon Ball Z. And then now that you have My Hero Academia, like you'd be lying if you didn't say that there are a lot of pieces of My Hero that that aren't lifted from Naruto. And then, and yep. I'm sure in another ten years, like the next big shonen is gonna be lifted from My Hero. Yep. So I definitely want to come back to that because I have a little bullet point for us to discuss on a little bit in a in a little bit. So. But yes, I agree with you completely there. So getting into what are some of the most popular like shonen anime, I'm just gonna read through the list. And this and like this data is from um, Google's finest data that could be collected today. Um, it's from data. It's from Ranker. It's got its title. Their article is 30 plus best shonen anime of all time. And this is just one of those sites where people can go and vote. So again. I'm trying to give y'all some kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give y'all something. So Hunter x Hunter is on, ranked on this site with over 14 million votes. So I'm not, I'm not gonna give y'all all the Shit. voice, but it's like, huh? That's a lot. I know, and it's like it's people can still rank to this day. So again, this is like fan rankings, but it's like you can put it up or down, and that's how they hold their positions. So like Hunter on x Hunter has over 14 million votes. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood has over 11 million. Then you have Naruto Shippuden at 13 million plus and that's weird because naruto you have naruto proper and then you have naruto ship it in and then you mm-hmm. have like it's broken down into pieces so that's interesting and i'm in- and that's the thing i was also thinking about because i'm like okay when you think of naruto and dragon ball z do you think of it as the collection as a whole because i consider dragon ball 
Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. I consider that as a whole, unless we're yeah. specifically talking about that part of the franchise. That's fair. I agree. I agree there. I, I <laughs> definitely agree there. It's and the one the one question I do have ultimately though is is Full Metal Alchemist Shonen? That's what I was confused. I don't about. think it is. I'm pretty sure it's uh Saiyan Maga. I, I'm probably not saying it correctly. I'm gonna look up the. I was trying to figure that out too. Like I. I know some people. I don't know why some people think of it as shonen, but I don't consider it shonen. But it was on the list, so I thought it'd be. A- this just brought up another question I had because I don't know. Yeah, like I wouldn't say that it is. Hold on. Mm. Yeah. So seinen. Or yeah, sign-in manga is marketed towards young adult men, mm. which is right above. Like this is what like berserk and stuff falls into. Oh, so this yep. is on the more adult side. So like berserk, XL, Ghost in the Shell, Oh My Goddess, Initial D, mm. um, and technically JoJo's, but there's like a fine line between the two. See, I debated pulling JoJo from like because I yeah. was still where that fell. Yeah, that there's, there's a, there, it looks like there's just a really fine line between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ultimately, I, I, I would just put it down to tropes. Yeah. And I don't feel that, um, I don't feel that Full Metal Brotherhood has those tropes. I agree. So I'm going to take it off of our list here and somebody from Ranker can leave it there. But the, <laughs> thank you for explaining the difference between seinen and shonen. Because like I don't, I think maybe there's a lot of things that people consider that it fits in the shonen bucket, but it actually is a sh- yeah. It's and it's and real. It, it's like real weird to you because like we don't we don't confuse Jose and and shojo because like in shojo nobody ever kisses until the last thing, and in Jose like it's full on erotic content most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know about that. Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that makes complete sense. I mean, I guess it's like one of those things where like maybe it's just because people love that anime so much. I think that's like they may not know of the like actual genre that it falls into or the demographic yeah. as prop it's probably more appropriate. But like that's you said, fair. if there's such a fine line between the two, that could just be it. Um, yeah, it looks like it's just an age thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm um going from there so yeah one piece has over 11 million my hero academia has 15 million plus one punch man has 10 million um and then you got like seven deadly sins with over 9 million and dragon ball z over 9 million so these are just votes from people on the internet these are not our rankings obviously but i think i think it's just something to say that to get that many votes that's impressive I mean, and this is all just like popular anime that people oh, have watched. Yeah. Um, now, when we're co- when we're going into like the top selling shonen manga, because I didn't know how to quantify, you know, anime besides like what they sold, like what is like, what is the franchise made? Which yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to pull all those numbers. So it's, it's rough. <gasps> I think I think just going with the print numbers is easiest. I I know that's how yeah. we did it in our uh, in our episodes. Of yeah. Other- I agree. So with that, One Piece seems to be the top selling of all time shonen manga with $38 million. That's and this is, you know, adjusted for US um our currency. Um Dragon Ball with two two hundred fifty million, Naruto with two hundred and twenty million, case closed with hundred and fifty million, then you have Slam Dunk, which again, I did not know Slam Dunk counted as shonen, but apparently it does. But I still huh. feel like it's I, I feel like it's seen in. I that was the one where I was just like, I don't know. But I yeah. looked it up and I think it's listed as shonen officially. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, cool. Um Bleach, I could not find the monetary value for Bleach anywhere, which I thought was weird, but they've sold 120 million units of the manga. But and it's ranked as the one of the top ten best selling shonen manga. So I'm imagining it's up there with the other ones. Um, oh yeah, Astro Boy is uh, has sold a hundred million dollars worth, and Hunter X Hunter has sold seventy two million. So again, I think the difference here is like the other list is talking about anime. This list is talking about manga. 
manga and anime sales probably don't translate. Or I mean, a, an anime could be popular, but the manga probably didn't sell as much in some cases if people yeah. came into it later on. Like Hunter x Hunter had the first iteration and then they had an updated one not too long ago. And that probably yeah. brought in new fans. So just thought I would explain that part because I was like, how do they only have $72 million sold? But yeah, it is it is an older manga. Um, so yeah, those are just some numbers to throw at y'all. But going back to what Kate said about how manga seem not manga, <laughs> I have manga on the brain now, how some anime seem to be like the blueprint for like the next generation and the next generation. I was looking up some stuff and I thought this was interesting because okay, I'll ask you first. Do you know what the big three and the forbidden four is? So I don't know what the big with with the forbidden four is. <laughs> But I know so, what the big three is, and okay. there's debate as to yeah. whether or not Dragon Ball Z or it's like it's, I mm-hmm. think it's like Dragon Ball Z or Bleach or Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Like one of those two always gets tossed around that goes in, I think. Yeah. And that's so, like the big debate, but I think it's One Piece Naruto Bleach. Yes. So I I, I want to go on the record again saying like the big three. I think it's no one's ever come out like Shonen Jump or this is a some fan of, thing. This is a fan thing. Thank you. <laughs> this is totally a fan thing. No one's ever come out and said these are the definitive big three: the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity of and of Shonen anime. No one has ever said that. These is just purely fans. So, but the big three. Um, as you said, uh, they're referred as many, they refer to them as One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. They're amongst the longest running series in anime, um, which at this time, two of them have ended. But when they were named the big three, they were ongoing. Another thing is to know is just like they have the longest running series and that could be the anime, the manga, but then also just like popularity. So they're they're very mainstream. So that's like, I guess if you can think of it as like requirements, that's what makes them the big three. They're massive and they're popular so that's one thing now where the forbidden four comes in it's basically that's the debate with dragon ball z is the forbidden four are just very popular anime most people refer to them as mainstream so it's like you take one piece naruto bleach and you add in dragon ball z into that yeah and i think i guess here's my thing drag if we consider dragon ball Z like DB dash DBZ again. I refer when I refer to it, I think of the of the entire franchise as one thing. Yeah, and if we're going off of like when it was created, I think dra- like how you were kind of talking about how like Dragon Ball sets the tone for Shonen, which then you have Naruto, and then you, and then you have One Piece, and you have all these other ones that come after it, and you see a lot of similarities behind it. I think yeah. that just puts Dragon Ball not even with these because it came before them that's not saying it's not like one so of the like greats. refining it by like time yeah so i i think the big three like when i think of it i think of it as like generational wise like one piece naruto bleach those are all things that were running at that at time. The same time yeah yeah at the same time super popular super well known it's not that i don't count dragon ball z in there it's that i kind of think of dragon ball z has a cutoff because it came before all those and it was established and it established and it helps establish what shonen was. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that because I like when we're grouping things, I I I know that those were the three that were consistently <laughs> around as I was growing up. And I mean, at the time, we just called ourselves otaku or whatever, but like those were like the yeah. huge ones. And you're right; it wasn't that Dragon Ball Z wasn't loved; it was that Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball were pretty much over at that time. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was so focused on everything else and the ongoing. So I think you're at, like, I completely agree with that statement. Yeah. And I think, and that's the thing, I guess we have to also remind people that because someone's probably thinking like, well, what are you talking about? I remember watching Naruto, Bleach, and Dragon Ball Z and One Piece all, all on Tsunami. I mean... Vindication, and we live in yeah, the US. <laughs> exactly. Like, there, there's a time frame when Dragon Ball... Like, and again, as a whole, the whole entire franchise was this huge mainstream thing that everyone knew about well before it came to the U.S. But then when it came to the U.S., we also had that huge mainstream wave of it, too. And I just feel like 
it has a cut not saying the popularity of it died but like it has it's, it's like a dynasty like it had its it had its empire yeah. its dynasty however you want to define it at that time frame but then these the next generation came there and from those like there are eras of yes era that's a good yeah th- there are eras of different types of anime i mean and i think that that happens with every genre like if you think about like mecha mm-hmm. anime that definitely happens there too oh yeah um and i guess like shoujo is probably not the best thing because like I, I mean technically sailor moon is shoujo but it's magical girl anime more mm-hmm. so than it's shoujo because shoujo a lot of times is like high school based but mm-hmm. this is like sailor moon is but also sailor moon is like specifically magical girl and anyway but like i think that that's like ultimately like uh, i agree i disagree <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, I i get your point it's just like era is the perfect way to put it like the dragon yeah. ball z dragon ball z has its own era and i think it just has a standalone era because it was the most popular longest running at that time exactly. and, then you ha- and then you have this next era come with these three that like solidify like what shonen also is and it's kind of like you said a lot of it can be related from like what we saw in dragon ball because like yeah for more, most people that's their first introduction to what shonen is not going off of like the previous generations i'm talking about for us right yeah. now as like a, a lot of anime fans so i just thought that was interesting so then i thought let's have this discussion between just you and me not the internet what are your what would you say are well let's have this discussion so what are your thoughts on those being the big three um i mean like when we define them by era i think that that makes in like good sense i think moving forward like it's hard because the way my childhood was defined by dragon ball z Mm -hmm. and sailor moon other people's childhoods were defined by dragon ball and card captor sakura and moving forward other people's were defined by like gundam and naruto and there are just differences that happen Mm-hmm. and like it, it's what's popular at the time and I, I think ultimately like as we move forward like the next big three are probably going to be like what hunter hunter and uh my hero and probably one piece because it's still going yeah <laughs> and like one piece is never it's gonna cheating. end it's never gonna die the world will end and there will still be the man who makes it sitting writing it yep yep most likely so the one piece is the one member of the big three that will consistently stay they cheat the system but they do it right (laughs) they're just like if we don't end we stay here (laughs) because i mean you're right it's just like it's part it's like people have had children people have been children and now have children who watch who started watching one piece like that's a long ass time that that is just that is a very extensive anime yeah. and manga because the manga is still ongoing too. Yeah, and like, it's also oh. like one of those things that's like really weird to like for me at least. It's really weird to it's really weird to hear people getting so upset, like getting mad and hating Naruto, or getting mad and hating Dragon Ball Z, or getting mad and hate hating like whatever thing they didn't grow mm-hmm. up with. Because it's like we are all different generations, and we yes. each come into anime different ways and these are all going to have that effect on us exactly and i mean going just to add to that because i think i went through a fright of a phase i think where i was confused where to point my like frustrations with it wasn't that i hated dragon ball i hated the fandom like i realized i didn't hate the series my love for this series didn't stop it's that i hated interacting with a toxic fandom associated with it because like it's the same thing like you said you have people who like you all grew up watching this you all grew up loving this and now it's like these factions of it's trash anime you're not a real anime fan if you if you enjoy if you genuinely like dragon ball z and it's like can we stop with the gatekeeping and like trashing things that we grew up watching like it people do with it's done with everything i mean i can totally agree when it's like something 
like, oh, it took a hard left and you just didn't agree with the direction of it. Like, yeah. example, Bleach is ending. Never going to let that go. But yeah. that's one part of it. But I don't discredit the entire series because of that one moment. Exactly. And I think it's also one of those things, too, is like this this like this like we have like these nostalgia ties to things which mm. i think are fine like and i think i think that it is okay to understand that things change and things are different and shonen is not the way it was in the past because i think yes. very much like if we look at it in like a more western context or a u.s context like mm-hmm. that same thing we were just talking about it that same thing's happening with spider-man like yep. I personally don't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It's nothing against Tom Holland. He just doesn't have what I love about Spider-Man in him. And for me, the Raimi movies does. But at this point, we've had three different live-action Spider-Men, and it's like those mm-hmm. are three different eras of the character. And it is okay to like and not like specific pieces of it. It's yep. when you gatekeep and take that out on other people that it becomes a problem and that's when fandom becomes a problem and like it's been an issue in comics forever Mm -hmm. and it's it's obviously been an issue in anime and manga as well yeah and it's just it's it's exhausting because it makes it hard to like i said like i thought i hated dragon ball for like a big portion of like when I realized it's not that I hate it I hate the freaking fandom I hate like and I'm like granted I'm not talking about everyone who likes Dragon Ball I'm li- I'm talking about the most toxic of people yes in the fandom who would make you feel like you don't know anything about it or what you talk like you couldn't have any discussions about the anime like actual real discussions without someone either shaming you for liking it shaming yeah. you that you don't know and shaming or claiming that you don't know yeah. enough or that you're not as dedicated. And like, truthfully, that can be applied to nearly anything. Oh, like yeah. you just said, the Spider-Man movies are famous for that. And like, I have resided to just like, I keep my comments about Spider-Man movies <laughs> limited because I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth to oh, yeah. argue with people about it. So like, there's just some things I'm not going to argue with you or I'm truly just going to block and mute this tweet after I like put it out there and walk away and let the fire and let just set fire to it. So it's just, but oh yeah sorry getting not getting off track because this is like you know related i think that's something to be said because like you said we're all getting older as much as we want to deny it we're all getting older (laughs) things change our perceptive of our perception of things change so it's kind of like the it's nice to find when anime can grow with us but i think it's kind of like one of those things where like we can watch something and we can just say like, oh, I, I liked it at that time. I liked it at that age. Yeah. Or I did this for me at this age and not shit on it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's also one of those things, too, where like, I don't know. I It's really weird. And I don't know if it's just because I hung out with mostly dudes or whatever. I'm sure it happens with, you know, Maho Sojo, like the magical girl genre or just shoujo mm-hmm. in general. But like. I have gotten into heated debates about shonen. I have never been in those discussions about like. Oh nope, never. I ain't never had know. an argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can tell you honestly, I've never had an argument about a magical girl anime, any shojo, and yeah, I, I don't know if it's just because we're all just a different kind over there. Um, and I'm not secluding myself or you know like making it different. I'm just saying like people who are interested in that genre. I just have never seen anyone arguing about like talk like so I think one like of the that. reasons that could be is because shoujo and maho shoujo are mm-hmm. like way less episode count you know what that sounds about like, right like we don't have like we have like I think like Sailor Moon's probably one of the longest but like that is something that still is not nearly as long as fucking 800 episode one piece yeah there's like less time to like we're already thinking about the next thing right because Mm -hmm. like most really good shoujo is only 12 episodes long that's true i mean there's not a lot of anime like there's obviously there's a lot of anime but it's anime that's been long running for a long time but there's not a lot of animated day that has over i want to say 100 episodes yeah and that's not a show that's not a shonen yeah that that's not it, it one it needs to be shown in, and it has to be popular enough to get that many episodes so i mean even i think it's been rumored that my hero academia is going to end 
like maybe within the next two seasons. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to accept that. I'm in denial. I need 800 episodes. I need a thousand because I want to see my babies grow up. I really want to see them grow up. I like, want to see them I grow need up. Stupid in that shit and give me them as adults and like them as the yes. Kids. Oh my god, and Deku being the next mentor. Yes. And, and like just, just don't end it, please. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I need it. I need it. So this kind of goes on. <laughs> into i want to segue into the next point of going from the shonen anime today and this is your opinion what would you say are the are the ones that have the potential to become the next big three slash the the forbidden four oh yeah i think i kind of already said that i think hunter hunter <laughs> i've never watched it despite you saying that i should multiple times um hunter hunter just because of how much i've heard it most definitely, 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 um, my hero. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about a third. I. It's also hard because I'm not like in that space so yeah. much anymore. So it's a little hard for me to kind of like make that. But at the same time, I guess like just JoJo. Like JoJo's been going on for a really long time. Does JoJo not count? I mean, I guess that's when we can say it's in that gray area and it can count because it has, I think it has the tropes of a shonen. Yeah. Like, it's not, it, I, I think that's like the confusing things where it doesn't have to like hit every mark. Yeah. But like, I think it, it I think it can count as a shonen. That's fair. Yeah. Then I yeah. guess, jo I guess JoJo then. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah. The, I'm just going to say that because I really don't have a better answer. <laughs> Oh, God, that's fine. Like, truthfully, like, only reason I think I have an idea of what I want to say is because, like, I've been watching a lot of Shonen lately. So, for me, okay, so I think I'm, My Hero Academia, which I guess can be, like, a optional because now we know it's going to end soon, which I'm still in denial about, as I said before. Gonna throw out my babies, The Promised Neverland, um, and Black Clover. Hey. Oh yeah, Black Clover. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about Black Clover. Oh yeah. So the, and yeah. The, I feel like Black Clover has the strongest ability to be one of the big three because there are a bunch of episodes and there is a lot of the ma manga. So yeah. it's 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 a good shonen. It's a it's a really good shonen. Now that it's like I would put those three, but with the Forbidden Four technically being One Piece, probably. Because it could be just like Dragon Ball Z. It'll just keep going and yeah. existing. But, you know, I want to switch one out. So I'm not that confident in My Hero Academia, but the new anime that dropped is Fire Force. Um, oh, that, yeah. So I, I feel like, I think I even claimed it on Twitter. I said, like, this, I think, has the potential to be one of the next big three anime. And, yeah. like, because, I mean, the manga's great. But it's really, really, it's got a really, really good, like, shonen feel to it. So yeah. I, I would put that one as actually being one of the big three. And I say that because I feel like The Promised Neverland probably isn't going to last as, as long as I want it to. And that's fine. But, yes, Fire Force. Y'all can, can go watch that. Just, it's awesome. Just go watch it. I'm I'll talk about it in the next, I'll talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah with that oh so then i guess i want to close it off with what does shonen mean to you like does it hold a special place for you as a fan overall i know we've kind of like gone into it all but i thought this would yeah. be a nice place to put that it does it does shonen shonen for me is a storytelling style mm. more than it's necessarily it's anime, mm -hmm. which I, it might sound weird, but for me, like ultimately, like when I think of shonen, I think of the tropes and I think about the individual characters and I think about the characters across, um, across series that I've fallen in love with, that I have fallen in love with. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, like that, that's what it means. It, it, it's an entire world. Like it, it's a genre. Yeah. I love shonen the way I love other genres, essentially. And I think, and I think the best. I, I think the shonen rival is probably one of the best tropes in storytelling. Yes. East, west, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's just something. It's something really good about when you have someone who looks like an enemy show up and then like you see them grow and a friendship established but yeah. then it's not so much about the friend like the friendship is like a bonus but it's so much more about like them making each other better competing like pushing yeah. each other to be better and like when one of them falls it's like like the scenes were like again i i have famously said that i hated <laughs> i hated whenever in the dragon ball z movies and like vegeta would get his ass whipped early so then it was all about goku saving the day yeah <laughs> but like you saw like Goku would encourage him not Goku sorry Vegeta would encourage him in some way like even it was very small I think a better example is like in the most recent My Hero Academia movie where Bakugo is cheering on Deku yeah in the final in the climactic fight scene I'm just like that is inspirational that hits me because even though you're rivals you can still be supportive of each other and that's powerful and I think that that's something that's that's also really cool. And and I guess I haven't I haven't mentioned it. It's just like when we see that growth, yeah, we see them as like really good. It's real, right? Like yeah. One of the reasons, like, and this isn't me making a stand against cancel culture or whatever, but it's one of the reasons where like I have some issues with cancel culture because a lot of it involves like looking up ridiculously old tweets or looking up really for Mm -hmm. me there's a power in growth and there's a dynamic storytelling element in growth and ultimately the fact that we can watch characters who start off as pretty big assholes yeah yeah. learn how to not be that like um, they learn how to be more than their shitty behavior or learn mm-hmm. how to be more than their bad deeds because a lot of shonen rivals have been terrible people absolutely a mass murdering alien exactly mm-hmm. but hey. yeah, we, we come <laughs> to love them and it's one yeah. of those things where like when you look at it there is it's a beautiful thing and it's something that I wish we I mean I understand why we've we've pushed so hard against looking at growth but like I I think it's a value that just really hits with me I agree and that's just to add on that so with my but what has shonen mean to me I agree with all of that because shonen like you said it transcends beyond anime like and and manga it like it truly like goes beyond that and we've seen the impact of it like in other media when people can when like people can actually i guess do it and when it's done well correctly and it's like little tiny things like you said the yeah. shonen rival is something we've seen in other in other things besides anime and manga so and that's awesome that's like really great to see and i think that's why i love movies like rocky <laughs> like i love creed cuz the whole thing is like Creed 2 is him getting his ass whooped and then working back, working hard to then yeah. beat that guy's ass. But I'm like, that's like a shonen. Like it's it with real people and it's my hot man doing it. So, oh, um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I told y'all I will find a way to thirst after a man in any of these episodes. So, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but back to the point. I just, I love that about it, like the genre. But then also, like for me, it's inspirational. So touching on the growth part, it's awesome. Like as much as I always say I love Vegeta, I'm always like conscious of like Vegeta was a shitty person. He's a shitty character. Like he's a he's supposed to be a villain. He is a villain. But then you get his backstory, you get his motivations, and then like you see like you as that we focus on those characters and like that can be applied to so many anime characters. When we learn more about them, we grow with them. like you see them grow and like again using bakugo as the example when you're introduced to him he's literally telling deku to die and he's being a bully but then as we see their like progression throughout the series 
you see another side to them and like that growth means something. And like you said, I think it's, to me, it makes them relatable. Like, yeah, they're like, it's anime and they're fictional characters, but what we're seeing, how their behavior, their behavior and everything, I just find it, it makes them human. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, that's like a lot of things I said there, but I think it's something where I feel that I can find myself or I can find things that either inspire me or I can see myself in these characters when it comes to shonen yeah like like we both said in the beginning we're competitive and it's like looking at shonen that's if you drop me and kate to a shonen anime i'm pretty sure we'd be rivals oh dude we totally would oh my god yeah (laughs) totally would yeah oh absolutely Um, i don't know who's gonna be who but just know it's gonna be me and kate yeah being rivals i call dibs on vegeta Um, (laughs) i'm actually curious what does tenchi muyu count as that is a great question because is it not seinen i don't know like it's it feels like a little bit of magical girl right it's got a bit of everything when you think about it so it's got magical girl and then also romance yeah let me see. I'm just gonna let me grab that, look that up because that that's no, another one that's been around. Up, so it has oh, okay. it as shonen. Really? Yeah. I mean, I get that. I guess it's just because, but it also spun off like a whole bunch of like yeah. magical girl anime and like a uh, manga too. Mm. Is it also? Would it be considered? No. Would it, would it be considered harem anime? I thought of it as harem anime because he has all those women. Right? And they all want his attention. So I was like, I'm, I mean, th- I guess this is another discussion for another day, but is it like an anime or a manga can be more than one thing? Yes. Like, I just, I guess it's kind of hard to, is the word conceptualize? I don't know. The word yeah. I'm looking for, like, the, I'm just trying to think of it as like, I'm trying to intersect it where... Like, yeah. Tenshinuyo, I guess, is the best example of, like, it's shonen, but it's also harem. It's shonen, it's harem, yeah. it's magical girl. Yeah. It's a little bit of seinen when it starts getting older. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. that's, an in- that's an interesting one, because I, di- I didn't think about it at all as being a shonen. Like, I get, when you talk about it, Yes, I admit it. I immediately think of like, oh yeah, because it's got it's full of action and it focuses on a young boy and he has supposedly this power in some iterations or he doesn't. I don't remember. Man, I gotta rewatch it. That's just gonna yeah. be that's gonna be my homework. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, so that wraps up our shonen discussion. I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about shonen, but I think never. this was just like <laughs> you said never. It will never be the last time. Agreed. Because we got so many good shonen to talk about. And who knows? Maybe there'll be a One Piece adaptation. And I, I bet there I don't, will be. I, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. But I wonder, if it's, I wonder if it's just because the creator's still doing the manga and everything. So maybe they just really don't want that to happen ever. Yeah, maybe. I I I shudder to think what that would look like, but also I want to see what Zoro would look like. Um, anywho, I'm not surprised. I know, right? <laughs> anywho, um, where can they find us, Kate? You can find the podcast at dyht underscore pod on Twitter, and you can find me at omemethrandier on Twitter. And you can find me at L-A underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A. Oh, and guys, as a reminder, we have, the Why Though has a giveaway going on right now. It is an opportunity to win some cool things that are related to the Avengers re-release of, god damn it, Endgame. <laughs> yeah, we have, an, uh, we have an exclusive poster that was only available for the those who attended the re-release. Mm-hmm. I saw those numbers. Not a lot of you did. Um, <laughs> and also two Funko Pops, a Time Suit Cap and a Time Suit Tony, as well as a sticker pack from Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. And just think of it. You can bring America's ass home. 
you can. You know, my mom refers to him as America's ass now all the time. I love that. So yeah, thanks again, guys, for tuning in for an episode. Oh, how could I forget? Is Tenchi Muyo really a shonen, or is it just a hodgepodge of a bunch of things? Um, will One Piece ever end, or will me and Kate be old women by the time it ends? Will Nisha ever not thirst after an anime man? No, because <laughs> anime because anime men can't hurt you in real life. And with find out next time, did you have to? Bye. Bye. <laughs>